Hello, and welcome to the bus stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, the executive director. And in today's NSTA membership update, just want to advise that we've reached out to the FMCSA to advocate for a school bus only CDL. Purpose of a school bus only CDL is an attempt to assist with the driver shortage that we normally face at the beginning of each school year. Uh, the letter was sent to the FMCSA uh, this week, and we're hoping to kick off our uh, attempt to get a uh, school bus only CDL um, in the near future. So be advised that more information on this will be forthcoming. Um, and as always, if anyone wants to participate in our government relations committee calls, they take place monthly on the second Thursday. So today at the bus stop, we're pleased to welcome back Becky Weber. She's managing director at the Prime Policy Group. So welcome back to NSDA bus stop, Becky. Thank you, Kurt. Really glad to be here with you. Great. Now, you've been a frequent speaker at NSTA programs. That's an understatement, of course. But uh, there may be some listeners out there who are unfamiliar with the relationship between prime, prime policy and NSTA. So why don't you take a moment to highlight that for us? Sure. Um, my firm, Prime Policy Group, is a uh, D.C. Uh, lobbying firm, and we've had the great honor and privilege to represent NSTA in Washington for going on now 35 years. Uh, I have been involved for the last 19. So all of that before me uh, was was other other folks in my firm. But my boss tells me that you are our longest standing continuous client. <laughs> and uh, we're very, very proud of that. We um, love the private school bus industry and we have worked on your issues uh, for that many years and uh, hope we can continue into the future. It's been a great partnership between the association and our firm. Yeah, great, great. And we agree completely now. A lot of activity going on on Capitol Hill. The most urgent matter facing the industry right now is the coronavirus economic relief for transportation services. That's a mouthful or the CERTS Act that we've been calling it, where NSTA has commenced a grassroots lobbying effort to gather support in the House and Senate. So can you tell us a little bit about what the bill does, what it might accomplish for private contractors? Sure. Um, we've been working on this bill for several months, started as a, as a Senate product with interest of two members, Senator Collins from Maine and Senator Reed from Rhode Island, who really wanted to do something for the motor coach industry. And through that process, we were able to get the private school bus industry added to the bill. It also helps the private U.S. flag passenger vessel industry. And you might wonder, like, what? that's kind of an odd uh, conglomeration of industries. I'm kind of uh, referring to the bill in shorthand as the island of misfit toys. But what binds these three industries together is that all three are private sector industries that do public transportation moving groups of people, in, in our case, students, uh, by vehicles or vessels. And uh, almost every other form of public transportation since the pandemic has received some sort of uh, dedicated 
uh, relief stream. If you think about public transit, who who got some money, you know, through the normal public transportation federal programs, they got a slug of money to address coronavirus. The airports got money. Amtrak got money. Uh, the private airlines received a grant and loan program in the first coronavirus bill. But these three industries are really the only three that did not receive um, any any form of specific relief specific for public transportation. And as we all know, public transportation has been hit very hard and uh, all forms of it have been hit very, very hard. Uh, so we have been making the case that the private school bus industry is an important enough industry to be part of this relief. What it would entail if it were uh, passed is it would create a $10 billion grant program and loan program out of the U.S. Department of Treasury uh, to uh, be given to these uh, these three specific industries. Now, folks have, you know, through various media accounts where, where people usually get their information, have heard that the House passed the HEROES Act. But now, as NSTA, we're also then asking them to write to House leadership and asking for support on the CERTS Act. So these folks are may be unaware of how the legislative process works in Washington, D.C. So can you walk us through some of the moving parts about, you know, why we hear a bill is passed and now we're asking to advocate on, on a different bill and then how all this stuff could meld itself into a coronavirus for stimulus package? Sure. And I, I know it's confusing. <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time and it's uh, the process on these uh, coronavirus bills has been very, very unique. Um, and you're absolutely correct. The House passed their, uh, everyone's sort of loosely re referring to this last bill as a phase four bill. They passed their bill two months ago. The Heroes Act, a $3 trillion bill, uh, we inputted into that bill as well. Um, and the Senate has not uh, yet passed a phase four bill. This bill was introduced originally as a Senate bill on July 2nd. And because it's uh, in the final analysis, it's going to be a House-Senate negotiated product for this phase four bill. Uh, we felt it would be important to have a companion House bill. The, the House bill is identical to the Senate bill in order to allow House members to signify their support for these three industries. And um, the reason for that is, is that the leadership of the House, even though they still passed their bill, is still uh, taking input on what should be in the final bill. Uh, you know, Speaker Pelosi and Leader McCarthy and other committee chairmen will be involved in the ultimate negotiations that are going on as we speak. Um, I'm kind of referring to this phase four bill as really the, the last helicopter out of Vietnam, if you will. This is probably going to be the last big effort uh, in terms of um, stimulating the pandemic before the election, certainly. And so there's a lot of inputting going on to try and get provisions into this last bill. I should mention that we, we don't expect the CERTS Act to pass independently on its own, we are 
advocating for it to be included in this uh, phase four bill. So it's important to have a bipartisan effort on both sides of the Capitol in order to maximize the uh, chance that we can get that in. So I'm just going to clarify that last part so people understand it. So we're not saying that the CERTS Act will pass and be enacted on its own, but instead that it will be subsumed within the phase four coronavirus stimulus omnibus bill. So is that the intent? Yes. Yes. It's it's either all going to be in this last big phase four bill or or it won't be. It's it's you're in or you're out. That's the only thing that's going to move. Okay. Now, another provision that concerns contractors is the pandemic unemployment assistance, that $600 UI bonus, and and now that expired at the end of July. But there are many, many proposals that, uh, you know, we're coming across about uh, uh, if that comes back, when that comes back, and what that looks like if it comes back. Um, Can you give our folks the latest on that? Yes, this is, uh, this is turning out to be one of the highest level issues, most controversial, I would say, most high visibility issues with um, the party divide producing very different philosophical views on whether that uh, should be extended, uh, if so, for how long and at what, at, at what level. Uh, the House Democrats and their HEROES bill extended the $600 a week pandemic unemployment through the end of March. Senate Republicans have never uh, wanted to do that. They're very, um, they've been hearing from a lot of industries, including yours, um, that that uh, pandemic unemployment insurance is, it makes it very, very difficult to keep your employees So the Senate Republicans have been trying to come up with somewhat of a middle ground uh, of something less than $600 a week. What they originally included in the Senate uh, initial proposal that was released last Monday was a $200 a week bonus for two months. And then beginning in, in September, they would allow the states to raise that to 70% of a person's prior wages with a maximum of $500. That really did not fly at all with the Democrats. Um, The latest in the negotiations is that the White House and the Senate Republicans have offered a four-month extension of the $600 per week to the end of the year, and that is as reportedly also been rejected by the Democrats. So we're kind of at an impasse on that issue right now. I think overall, the Democrats have uh, a very strong hand in these entire negotiations um, because they've already passed their bill, because the Senate really dragged its feet on getting its, um, getting its positions together. Um, and they're really just now getting to these hard negotiations. So it's hard to say at, uh, uh, today on August 4th how that's all going to play out. But I think if I had to speculate, I would say there will be uh, some extension of the $600 a week with some sort of 
phase out at, at the at the tail end of that. So, I mean, in total, there's a, a lot of obviously negotiations going on on Capitol Hill, uh, and we hear so many conflicting you know stories of about final passes or chances of final passage and enactment of the phase four coronavirus stim package um, that includes a, a CERTS provision. If you, if you were to look in your crystal ball, Becky, what what do you think is going to perhaps happen and, and how long will that take? Well, if I had the, the perfect correct answer on that, I, I, uh, I would love to give it to you. Unfortunately, nobody does. But um, my gut is that they will reach agreement uh, on something uh, over the next 10 days to three weeks, I would put it at. Uh, they are trying uh, to get there by, by a week from Friday, which is August 8th. It, and it, it is certainly still possible. The principles, and what I mean by the principles, are the administration, which is the primary folks doing uh, the White House's bidding on this, our Treasury Secretary Mnuchin and White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Uh, Senator McConnell, the majority leader, Senator Schumer, the minority leader, Speaker Pelosi, and minority leader McCarthy. Th those are the principles that um, have been negotiating at, at least trying to get the basic framework of what a, a deal would look like. The, the, the hot issues are the pandemic unemployment that we just talked about. How much money are we going to give state and local governments limited liability for businesses and schools? How much the overall bill costs? How much additional relief are we going to offer to small business, either through the extending and modifying the Paycheck Protection Program or something like the CERTS bill or there are other forms of sort of a post-PPP uh, business relief program that are that are getting a lot getting a lot of traction. Um, these are these are kind of the overarching issues that have to get worked out by the principals. What what you're seeing right now is a lot of um, in in the public arena. Um, I'm encouraged though because we know that the staffs are talking to each other. And that's where, frankly, the bulk of the uh, negotiating happens is really at the staff level in terms of the details. So the fact that, that's, that we know that is happening gives me hope that they, that they will come together. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be smooth. It's going to be fairly bloody. Um, and there'll be some fits and starts, but I feel like there is enough pressure on uh, both parties in terms of how uh, this could play in the next election that they all have enough reasons to finish a bill um, it, that, that, it, that they will get they will get to a bill that that can pass the Senate and the House. All right, Becky. Well, thanks so much for all the great information um, and your continued work on Capitol Hill on behalf of NSTA. We really appreciate your efforts 
uh, on Capitol Hill. I'm sure we'll have you back in, in short order to kind of go through the ins and outs again of uh, what's happening. But in the meantime, um, you know, thanks so much for your efforts and, and be well, my friend. Thank you.